Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you're facing and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. This week is our next Ask Me Anything episode, which means I am answering a question from one of you amazing ladies. Our question this week comes from Finley, and I love this question because one, it takes courage to reach out and ask these kinds of questions. But two, so many of your girls may be feeling the same way, but maybe you feel like there's something wrong with you, which there is not. The fact that you're asking these questions, maybe even internally, shows us that your heart is in the right place and you desire to grow in your walk with God. So here is this week's question. Finley says, I am a new Christian and trying to get close to God, but I feel like there are so many rules to follow to be a Christian. And I feel like I'm letting God down when I mess up, like forgetting to read my Bible and pray. And every time I do something wrong, I feel so guilty. I pray and pray. I know God still loves me. Can you help me? Now, Finley is a new Christian, which let's take a second and celebrate that. That is incredible. Finley, I am telling you, this is the absolute best decision that you will ever make in your life. As somebody who didn't give her life to the Lord until my senior year of high school, I understand what it was like to live without God. And I know what it's like to live with God. And let me tell you, it is so much better walking this life with God than without him. So congratulations. Did you know that the only time that all of heaven rejoices and celebrates and throws a party is when somebody gives their life to the Lord? So Finley, you started a party in heaven and we are so, so excited for you. All right. So in your question, there were several different topics that I want to talk about. The first one is this. You said you're trying to get close to God, but it feels like there are so many rules. Okay, so I heard this analogy the other day, and I thought it was such a brilliant way to describe this. Imagine that your friend invited you over to her house. You are super excited, and you run up to the door, ring the doorbell. She invites you in. Then after a couple minutes of saying hi, your friend tells you some incredible news, or she thinks so anyway. She says, I bought this brand new video game system. And you have to check it out. It's like nothing you've ever played before. She has you sit down. She hands you her controller and begins to tell you all of the hundreds of thousands of things, or so it feels like, that you need to do in order to play this game successfully. You pick up the controller and you try to figure it out, but your head is already spinning. And now your friend is constantly saying things to you like, no, not like that, or you need to do it this way. After about two minutes, which honestly may have felt like several hours, you set down the remote kindly and say to your friend, I can't do this. It's so frustrating. That is what it can seem like when we go into a new walk with God. Or maybe you've been a Christian your whole life, but 
maybe you've been around teachings that's kind of that same mindset of uh, it's a bunch of rules. We have to do this. We have to do this. We have to do this. We can't do this. And when we think that way, it leaves us in a place of where we feel like I can't do this. This is so frustrating. And let me tell you, ladies, God never intended our walk with him to be frustrating. I want those of you who may be feeling the same way, instead of thinking about Christianity as a bunch of rules that you need to follow, look at it as a relationship. You have an opportunity to have a relationship with the God of the universe. The creator of the universe wants to be your friend. Actually, in John 15, 14, Jesus calls us his friends. I want you to think about a friendship. It's not a bunch of rules that you have to follow. Oh, I have to do this, and then I have to do this, and then I have to do this, and this, and this. And if I don't do this, then we're not technically friends. No, instead, in a friendship, it's organic. When you first get to know her, you begin to learn different things about her. Maybe it starts out with learning that she plays soccer, or that she's really good at art, or she loves music. And then as you go along, you find out, hey, she's really funny, and she has two sisters. And as you get to know her more and more, you learn more about her and you learn how to grow in that friendship with her. Well, the same thing is true with a relationship with God. Many people call Christianity a religion, but that couldn't be further from the truth. Religion is all about rules, not a relationship. And it will always cause us to rebel because there's no way that we can do it. It's so frustrating. Even in the Old Testament, which for those of you who may not know, it's the first half of the Bible before Jesus was born. There were a lot of rules for the Jews to follow. The Ten Commandments, you should not steal, you should not kill, you should not envy what your neighbor has. But they weren't just for the sake of having rules. The law was actually created, and we can find this in Galatians chapter 3, to show them that there was a sin problem and that sin was destructive. It was to show them that they couldn't do it on their own and they needed a savior. And that savior is Jesus. When we go back and look at the Old Testament, if we look at King David and if it was all about rules, well, King David messed up big time. He not only took Uriah's wife and committed adultery with her, he got her pregnant and then he tried to lie about it. And then he ended up murdering her husband to cover it up. And if it was all about rules, David wouldn't have even had a chance to be in heaven today, but he is in heaven because he repented. He turned to God and he said, God, I'm sorry. It was a relationship that David had with God. So as I was saying, there's a huge difference between Christianity and religion. Jesus didn't like religion. He was all about a relationship, which is why, again, he calls us his friends. Religion basically says that you have to live a perfect life. And hopefully at the end of your life, when you present your life to God, he'll be like, okay, you did enough. I'll let you in. However, a relationship with Jesus is the exact opposite. Jesus walked the face of this earth. He lived a sinless life, which means he never messed up, not even once. He was perfect. Then he went to the cross. He took your sins and my sins. So like all of our mistakes, Jesus took them and he said, you know what? I'm going to take these to the cross. I'm going to die for you and for all of these sins. And then I want to offer you my perfection in place of your mistakes. How incredible is that? Jesus, who walked a perfect life, says, I'm taking your mistakes and I'm going to give you my perfection. And then instead of us at the end of our life saying, God, will you accept it? Is it good enough? With the relationship, Jesus looks at us and says, will you accept what I did for you on the cross? Will you take my perfection and let me take your mistakes? 
What an incredible God we have. How much love is flowing out of our Heavenly Father. Oh my goodness, He loves us so much. While religion is focused on rules, God is focused on a relationship with you. He won't throw a bunch of rules at you and say, you need to do this and this and this and this and this. If you are feeling that way or constantly things are coming at you like, oh, I messed up on this and I messed up on this and oh, I can't believe I did this. If that is constantly coming at you, that is condemnation from the enemy. That is not from God. And Romans 8, 1 says that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So if that is you, I want to encourage you, tell that condemnation to leave because it does not belong in you. When God shows you something, when he talks to us about something, which he will because he loves us that much. He will not bring all of these things to you at once because he doesn't want you frustrated. So what he does is he will bring up one thing at a time until you mastered it. And the reason why he does this is because he knows that there's an area of your life that is hurting you, an area of life that's holding you back. And he doesn't like when his kids are hurting. So what he will do is he will point out one thing, only one thing, and it will be specific. You will know exactly what it is. And then when you have that mastered, he'll bring you another thing. It's not about a bunch of rules. It's about growing in your walk with God, growing in your relationship with God one thing at a time. For example, maybe that one thing is reading your Bible. Maybe you haven't been the best at reading your Bible. Maybe you're like once a week, (laughs) if even that. And so maybe the one thing that God is talking to you about is, hey, let's make it a habit to get into your word every day. Because ladies, did you know that the number one way that God talks to us is through his word. And so it's important. It's so, so, so important. I can't even stress how important this is. It is so important to start your day by reading the Bible so you can start out by God talking to you. So as you create a habit of reading your Bible every morning, as soon as you wake up, as soon as you make that a habit in your life, then he'll start speaking to you about something else. And I do want to mention, if you do accidentally miss a day, Don't worry about it. Start again the next day. Don't let that hold you down. Now I want to talk to you about the next part of your question where you said, when I mess up, I feel like I'm letting God down. I pray and pray, but feel so guilty when I do something wrong. When we mess up, yeah, it hurts God's heart because when we mess up, we're hurting ourselves. And again, God doesn't want his kids hurting. But the good news about that is in 1 John 1, 9, it tells us that when we mess up, all we have to do is go to God. He says that when we ask for forgiveness, he will not only forgive us, but he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What that means, that unrighteousness, that is the guilt that is associated with the sin. So if we went to God and we asked for forgiveness, all we have to do is receive his forgiveness and receive his cleansing from that guilt. And let me tell you, those guilty feelings will try to come back up again and again and again because there's a real enemy out there and he does not want you to win. So he's going to try to bring those guilty feelings back up. And so you have to remind him, I am forgiven. It is over with. God has forgiven me. He has taken away the guilt. And so I will not step into that guilt. And even better news is this. In Hebrews 8, 12, God tells us that he will no longer remember our sins. So when we've asked for forgiveness, he says, I'm not even going to remember it ever again. I'm never going to bring it back up again. And now we need to do the same thing. We need to choose to not remember our sin. Yes, we need to remember that we have been forgiven, But we don't need to rehash it in our mind. We don't need to replay it in our mind because we've been forgiven. And since God chooses not to remember anymore, we choose not to remember it anymore. 
And in the last part of your question, you said, I know God still loves me. And you are right. Finley, there is nothing that you can do that will change God's love for you. There's nothing that you can do to get God to love you anymore. There's nothing that you can do to get God to love you any less. He loves you, period, exclamation point, because he is love. He loves you so much. And so when we mess up, he is waiting with his arms of love wide open, ready for us to run to him so he can embrace us. I think about the prodigal son and the father who was just waiting there, waiting for his son to come home. And when his son had messed up and he blew all of his inheritance and he lived a very wild and crazy party lifestyle, got into a mess with his life where he was living with pigs and he thought, man, these pigs have it better than I do. And then he decided, you know what? I can go home. I can become one of my father's workers. He takes that step towards his dad and his dad sees him coming and his dad runs to him and embraces him, hugs him and says, son, you came home. That is the kind of father that God is. When we mess up, God is waiting. He's like, come to me, daughter. Come to me. Talk to me about it. I cannot wait to embrace you and tell you how much I love you. So now really quick, I want to talk to those of you who are new Christians. I want to give you five things that you can do to really grow stronger in your walk with God. And even if you're not a new Christian, these five things are important for every single one of us to do. So the first one is read your Bible daily. I talked about this a little bit a while ago, but if you miss a day, don't beat yourself up. Just start again the next day. But the number one way that God talks to us, again, is through his word. So it's so important for us to make sure that as we're getting up first thing in the morning, that we're getting into the word of God. If you need a place to start, I highly encourage you to start in the book of John and then just read a couple verses a day, maybe even a chapter. I like to do a chapter. That's me personally. But maybe you just want to read a section and that's okay too. As you're reading it, ask God to show you what he wants you to see. And then ask yourself questions about what you're reading. What does this mean? How do I apply it to my life? And then number two, start a personal prayer time between you and God. Prayer is not this formal, strict, rigid thing. It's a conversation with God on a personal level. Talk to him just like you would talk to your friends. Talk to him about your day. Say, God, what is it that you want me to do with my day today? Is there somebody that you want me to bless? Talk to him about your life and the things that are going on. Good things, bad things. God is there for you through it all. Talk to God about maybe some other people that you know that are going through some hard times. And then number three, if you don't have a good church to go to, this is huge. I highly, highly, highly encourage you to find a church that teaches the true word of God. Unfortunately, so many churches today are watering down the word and making things up that are not in the Bible. And if you don't have a church or maybe your parents aren't Christians and you don't go to church, I want to invite you to watch my church online. I will leave the link in the show notes so that you can have it. And I will tell you, my pastor is very funny, but he is also an amazing teacher. All right. So number four is listen to what God is showing you and obey it, do it. So earlier we talked about God will show you one thing at a time. So what is that one thing that God is showing you? Pay attention to it and then obey what God is showing you. Because I'm telling you, even though it's challenging, that area of your life will be so much better because you did. Matthew 7, 24 through 27 says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, and this is Jesus speaking, talking about the word of God, and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. 
And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, because it had a strong foundation on the word of God, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, we know what God's talking to us about, but we choose not to do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. We don't want that to happen to our lives, ladies. I'm telling you, if God is pointing something out to you, if you listen and obey, your life will be so much better because of it. I promise. And sometimes those things can be challenging. One of those things is what we're going to talk about number five. Number five is break off any emotional relationships or those relationships with people who are pulling you away from God. Maybe you have a boyfriend that is not a believer, and he's pulling you into doing things that you know is not right. Maybe we have a best friend, and when we go and hang out with her, we know that we're not doing the things that we should be doing. We need to break off those relationships. It's hard, but ladies, let me tell you, it's worth it. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, do not be deceived. And the reason it starts out saying do not be deceived is because many times we deceive ourselves and say, oh, not me, not, not in this one. But ladies, listen, it says, do not be deceived. Evil company, which means friends who are pulling us away from God, they corrupt our good morals. They will corrupt us in the end. And I like to share this analogy of a chair. Whenever we have people in our lives that are not Christians, and we're very close to those people, and I'm not talking about family members, that's a different story. (laughs) I'm talking about friends, relationships. It's like we're standing on top of a chair, and that chair just symbolizes our relationship with God. And they're standing on the floor, and that floor just symbolizes their lack of relationship with God. They don't have a relationship with God. Is it easier for you to pull them up there with you or is it easier for them to pull you down with them? It's a lot easier for them to pull you down with them. That's not to say that you can never share the good news of Jesus with them, but until you become so strong in your walk with God that their influence doesn't have anything on your life, which ladies, it takes time, a year, two years, five years, it takes time. You need to break off those relationships. And in the meantime, pray for your friends. Pray that other people who are strong in their walk with God come into their lives and share the good news of Jesus with them. So again, Finley, thank you so much for this question. Such a great, great question. All right, now I want you to repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I hope that this episode helped you this week. One quick announcement. This Friday night is the last Friday night that you can sign up to learn more about SOAR and join the community. If you desire to have friends with other teen girls who love God and are going all in with him, if you desire to have fun in a encouraging and inspiring atmosphere, if you desire to grow in your walk with God in a real and practical way, this community is just for you. So be sure to get signed up and join us this Friday night to learn more. All you have to do is go to the Uncommon Teen app, 
click on the tab that says join the community, or you can go to www.uncommonteen.com slash SOAR, S-O-A-R, and you can get signed up there. Have an amazing week, ladies, and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging. But God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommon Teen Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommon Teen Live, and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommon Teen Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommon Teen Live, I knew that God was going to do something big, and He really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. <laughs> so stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you, and I'm just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.